0: Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, I have a question for you. What are the two things you're never supposed to talk about at Rotary meetings? That's right, God, all right, religion, and politics. Now, we've already taken on God, so this time we're going to take on politics. I know, right, left, they, them, red, blue, elephants, donkeys, and then of course there's independence. You guys don't have an animal yet, but that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what if you're a Rotarian running for office, right? We're back to this whole vocation thing again. And if you are elected into public office, how would Rotary be a part of it? Now come on, people. This could be interesting. Kyle Waterman's going to join me. Not only is he a dear friend, but he's running for state office and he's a member of the LBGTQ plus community. Hmm. What topic to talk about first? Join us, won't you? The conversation starts right now. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Well, uh, we always do a few questions before we introduce our guests to make sure we know what to talk about. And I think today's particular podcast, we have about 15 topics. So I really want to get to it. Uh, my friend Kyle Waterman is with me this week. And why is and, and he's joining me from the Callisville Daybreak Rotary Club, which meets at 7 a.m., which again is a conversation in itself. But he is also uh, a member of our diversity, equity, and inclusion. He and his partner are members of the LBGTQ uh, part of the world, like myself. He is a young-ish Rotarian. He bleeds blue. He has 70 people in his club. And here's the kicker. He's running for political office in November. Now, we're not going to talk about politics, but yet we are going to talk about politics because isn't everyday life the um, moving around of politics in its own special way? Kyle, thank you for being part of the show today. I appreciate you being on.
1: Gwen, thank you for the invitation. I'm happy to join you and um, happy to share my Rotary stories.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, there was a lot to unpack there just in your intro, but none of that (laughs) was was wrong you have you you meet you're a proud rotarian you are a proud member of the lbgtq community you are a proud political hopeful for your district is that all correct
1: that is all that is all true i have um (laughs) so i i I was born and raised in montana um happy to call callispell home And I've been a member of Daybreak Rotary since I moved back to Montana about eight years ago, full time and really enjoy my club. Um, And then, yeah, my husband actually was the original person in our family who was a Rotarian. um, And that's what introduced me to Rotary. So Steve
0: pulled you in. So Steve pulled
1: me in. uh, Uh Oh, okay. So my um, I and I was one of those things I. I. Before entering into public service, I have done nonprofit management for about 20 years. So I have been from executive director to development officer, helping out with board governance. So my nonprofit work is already public service within itself. Um, And the first time I I found out even that my husband, Steve, was interested in Rotary was that I got invited. I got invited to join a Rotary club and I was too busy. And I was just like, nobody's asking Steve to join anything. (laughs) And he joined into um, Rotary first. And then he (laughs) shared the fact that um, he'd received a Rotary scholarship to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, And that it was a club that he like something that he really had wanted to give back to. Um, and he had a career into medicine and he thought Rotary is part of what started his educational career. It was one of his first scholarships that he'd gotten and that's what turned So he, and then he ended up having a great time in his club and I was slaving away, um, volunteering on a whole bunch of things. When I moved to Montana, I decided not to volunteer for a whole bunch of things. Just the first year I was here. And I joined a Rotary Club because my um, re- our realtor was a Rotarian and was my sponsor into my Rotary Club.
0: So, so OK, so Montana, when Mont- I think Montana, there are two things. And, I, and I'll and I'll throw myself on the uh, uh, under the bus and say, when I think Montana, I don't think LBGTQ. I think a lot of log homes and dead things hanging on the wall and. I, I honestly think of Rotarians, let's let'll be as cliche as possible, some nice hunters that have gray hair that come around and write checks and drink beer and are just the typical stereotypical, what I consider a Montanian. Now, all my Montanian listeners, go ahead. It's RotarianPod at Gmail. You send me all the hate mail you want. I'm saying those are stereotypes. But right off the bat, you're telling me before we started that your club itself is one of the most traditional, non-traditional clubs out there. Is that tr- Is that correct? I, I
1: agree. I mean, as somebody who, what I fit a lot of those stereotypes of what you just assumed about Montanans, I have a beard, I drink beer, I, I go hunting. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, mean, like, so I, I, I I, think that those are all those things. Um, honestly, Kalispell, Montana, um, we're fortunate. I mean, within the Valley, we have five active Rotary Clubs. Within Kalispell itself, we have a Noon Club and the Daybreak Club, which is about 20 years old. Um, We do wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I always forewarn a guest that I bring in that it will be a whirlwind of an experience because we start at 7 o'clock in the morning. We line up. um, We meet at a golf course at the Buffalo Hill Golf Club. Um, So we line up, go through a buffet, have coffees and tables of four. And then about 15 minutes into it, the president rings the bell. We start off with the Pledge of the Allegiance and the four way test. Um, and then we do song leaders. We have, um, rotary minutes. We have a, um, sergeant of arms who does announcements and happy dollars. And then somewhere around 730, 745, 730, 735, um, we, um, wrap. Of all the ups and downs and standing and singing and everything like that. We invite um, a member to bring up their guest and they, the member is encouraged to reflect on their day before. Um, what they, what they did in the day before. So you get to find a little bit about somebody's vocation and what their day was and then why they invited a speaker to come and speak to us. And then that speaker has about 20 minutes to give their presentation. Um, we do, we're, we're set up to do PowerPoints and everything. Um, but then at eight o'clock, um we pull the mic and um we'd have a, a we're a gambling club, so we do a um 50 uh, sort of a 50 fifty drawing our version of it of how we do is to roll the dice and then ring the bell and we're done at eight o'clock sharp. So
0: so okay, so like I said, and before before we even started, I said that was a lot to unpack. We I get, I get guests here on this show every week that it's like, we are changing our traditional ways, including the club (laughs) that you know very well, which is my club. We don't take attendance anymore. And our Sergeant of Arms, we officially brought one back. And that's just and that's the person who's in charge with the technology and the Zoom. That's our new Sergeant of Arms that our president, Celia Black, has brought in. We don't sing. In fact, I'm dying to know what the song is, you know, and we only do the Pledge of Allegiance and four way test for special occasions and the first uh, Thursday of the month. So you're doing you must have a whole bunch of old people at your club because that's very traditional.
1: Um, and we don't. Um, you know, I'm actually, a, I'm a, so I'm a Gen Xer. I'm 47 years old. Um, so I'm actually probably a median age of what the club is. Um, we have plenty of people who are in their 20s and in their 30s. Um, we also have families who are bringing in their kids into Rotary. I'm um, a couple um, newborns. So we have newborns being bounced on um, some people's knees. And then um, we also have some people who are bringing in their teenage teenagers before they take them to high school at eight o'clock so it's um we have all ages we also then we have some club members who um are on the uh, upper end of the spectrum more
0: stereotypical The more (laughs) stereotypical
1: um and we all I mean we all do different things I I, it's a really active club I've so I am president-elect for our club I'm honored to um be in that line but I've been able to go to pets and that was sort of the conversations there were, oh, maybe you should look at being so traditional if you wanted to do that. And I was like, I love all those things. Those are some of the things that I'm so excited about. Um, I have been a song leader. Um Okay, what's club- the song? So, so, um, so I think that's the challenge. I mean, I think one of the challenges is so we do have traditional songbooks that we can break out and we can go to the songbooks and so um, Rotary and um, the traditional ballots are there. We have, um, I know the Noon Club in Kalispell, they have a member who loves to sing um, Home on the Range. Um, anytime that he gets a chance. So sometimes it's traditional ballots to do something new. When I was a club member, one, it was during 2020. So living in this Zoom box was something we ended up right. doing. Um, so I ended up really going through, well, I like Dolly Parton and I sort of went through. Who all doesn't? The- yeah, so I did. <laughs> I, I, from Dolly Parton to Billy Joel, I did everything that I grew up with um, as a kid. Um, I started off um We started off doing videos because we were trying to avoid singing that year. Um, So I just did sort of MTV uh, video jam. Um, But then we ended up in this position and um, we weren't able to have the bandwidth to do videos and um zoom so like a uh sort of like a hostage situation i sat and sort of um acapella sang different um songs um including let's see i think my, i started off with um because it was covid and we were in the middle of lockdown um singing tiffany's um i think we're alone now um oh my as, as my- so
0: there's- So, okay. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this is hilarious. So there are the traditionals, and I have heard of the song Rotary, oh, Rotary. And if you haven't listeners, look it up. It's fabulous. There is such a thing as a Rotary songbook. In fact, in 1955, Rotary was one of the few places to allow the song Let There Be Peace on Earth sung Mm -hmm. at a Rotary meeting. So we have those traditional ones, but it was what you're talking about is kind of Rotary karaoke.
1: It sort of is. It's, we embraced a little bit of rotary karaoke. I'm not sure if everybody appreciates that. And there's sometimes. <laughs> so this year's president has sort of given a pass on on songs because the president gets to choose their guard. Okay. Um. But I, like I say, I'm I already have a song leader for um next year. So um, so
0: so it's coming so, back so under it, your. It's open
1: to interpretation, and that's what I would encourage at pets, and that's what I encourage people at pets is maybe just. Um, stop sticking to the traditional songbook or saying it has to be these traditional songs think a little bit outside of the box. And we, I mean, we've, we're, my club has been fortunate that we are blessed with a couple of people who are actually musicians and they brought, uh. musician. we had one lady, um, her husband was, was the musician. So she just brought her husband every weekend um, and he saying, Oh, that's course. kind of cheating,
0: but that's okay. Yeah. But I mean, so <laughs> I think part of it is
1: using it as an interpretation of what you would like to have, but also um, don't say no. I mean, I think that that's, I think for why my club is doing really good at, um, bringing in young people and bringing in new people into officer positions and stuff like that is taking that risk and, and br- saying, okay, I'm not whatever you would like to do and, and not, not saying it has to be like this or these are the songs to do. Don't make it a chore to do it. If it's not something that you want to do, like our president this year doesn't want to do the songs, he didn't.
0: Um, so I you're saying that, it, that, that not necessarily that your club is traditionalist and you're staying those traditionalists. It's how you keep those traditions. Is that, is I that think kind so. of a better way? Yeah,
1: I think it's how you keep those traditions. But um, so our club also has um, written its own invocation. We have a little invocation song that we sing at the beginning of every of, of every um, time as well. So there's some traditions that we keep going and we go back to those traditions um and but we also are a club that um our sergeant of arms we still have a wheel but you can spin the wheel and um um so if so and spinning the wheel includes um having to either sing the montana state song do the chicken (laughs) dance um or double or nothing or i mean like there's a couple of different ways and I mean, we sort of do keep some of those traditions of what the sergeant of arms did to help collect money. But there's there's those. We also have some traditional fundraisers that we do throughout the year. Um, but I guess my other example is that we just added on. So in the last eight years, we added on a beer festival again. Mm-hmm. A new member came into the club was like, let's have a beer festival. And instead of saying no to that, the club's like, okay, let's see what that's yeah. like. And we're like, that's actually really ambitious. Let's do that with the Noon Club. And now actually all five clubs in the Valley join in, in this um, beer festival. We make about $50,000 off of the festival. Wow. And we split it by volunteer hours per different clubs.
0: So you, you've you talked about your club. Yeah. And I love that you are like down and dirty. Uh Rotary, you bleed blue, as I say, (laughs) because I I am also a proud Rotarian. But what makes you kind of interesting and what we talked about a couple weeks ago was I had two guests on the show that their vocation was God, was religion. And it was quite an interesting conversation because the two taboos in Rotary are God and politics. Mm -hmm. And so... You are in the medical industry by day and a politician by night. You are running for, please correct me if I'm wrong. Is it a state position?
1: So, so one, I'm going to correct you first. Uh, uh, my husband's the doctor. You're the, do- the doctor. Yeah. Uh, I am actually the nonprofit manager. That's um, true. I am my running apologies. For state, I am running for state office. I am running for state senate. So, um, state
0: senate. So, not, not. Uh, you're not heading to Washington D.C. You want to stay in Montana.
1: I'm sticking, sticking local. And before that, I was on city council. Um, and while I was on city council, I was on the health board and I was on the health board through COVID. So, so, sort of
0: so that's maybe where I'm mixing up the whole medical thing. Cause you, cause you yeah, kind of no, tap so on I'm your shoulder <laughs> and go, honey, <laughs> what do you think I should say about? Yeah.
1: Um, so, I mean, and yeah, you're right. I mean, I think, and there's reasons why i um, there's reasons why, in general, in Rotary, we are not um, – the tradition is not to self-promote.
0: Sure. I mean, it
1: is an interesting – I mean, everybody's sort of encouraged not to – We're out there promote. trying to
0: save the world, but please don't tell anybody. Um,
1: which, <laughs> just, is like, which is like, I, kind I, I, of I, like,
0: huh? It's a
1: humble, humble route, but it's also um, – because we have a very strong tradition also, and it's one of those things that we have to put a caveat to our um, speakers, that mm-hmm. they can't um, fundraise. So they can talk. So we ask people come in from their nonprofits and stuff like that. And the traditions, our Rotary tradition is to extend to our our speakers. So it is really, we really encourage them not to fundraise from the podium or talk yeah. about, you can talk about their programs and stuff like that, but not to do that. And then our club really does try not to solicit fundraising asks in the meetings that extends to um, politicians we're not supposed to self-plug our own campaigns really do that Um, it might get um, there's I mean it every once in a while comes up another club member might mention the fact that we have like we had a club member this this last week who did a happy dollar just being like happy that we had three members of our club who are running for office and well, and,
0: of, so, and so, just, so
1: it was sort of shared that we were doing right. that and how not to self-promote, um, which is right. But I mean, I think that I mean, it's uh, fortunate that that's what I think calls to me about Rotary is it's about service above self. And what even calls me into politics is actually about the service. Um, and that was going to
0: be my next question. It's like, why in, in the era of politics that we have now, be it state, be it local or be it national, why would you want to be in the political arena?
1: For me, it really is that I care. I mean, I I started into politics in 2017 and just sort of being really concerned about some things that I saw in the community, not just about politics, but it was actually, I don't know, I just felt like I knew at that point that Montana was growing, that our town was growing, but because of some work that I'd done with um, therapeutic homes for children Mm -hmm. was really concerned about our foster care system what was happening with some of our community health and that's what that's what called me into politics was what was actually really being asked by other people being like would you run for something they sort of knew that i was like i say i think
0: so you were coaxed into it it's not like when you were a little boy i'm going to be president of the united states someday it was never it was never that type of it was never
1: for me it was never that type of way um Though so, I mean, I was raised by um, my mom was a politician, my grandmother used to be a city council member in Montana. So when I was raised by um, primarily women who um, were involved in public service and that if you had time to give back to your community, this is something you might consider doing. I first ran for city council and really sort of gave uh, felt I had the time to be able to give that effort. Um, you know, it, even running for the legislature in Montana was a part time job. So, I mean, it's, um, it is, uh, so I think it's one of those things that you take that service and you move in. That's what called me into that. Um, And it is, like I say, it's very similar to how to give back to your community. That's what it's, I know a lot of, actually, I've met a lot of politicians across the aisle and everything who are involved in Rotary because it is something else that for those of us who chronically like to give back to the community or volunteer, Mm -hmm. Rotary is a really good, good organization to do that. And I wish right now that we had more spaces like Rotary that put politics aside. I mean, it does hearten me that I can um, go to somebody who's not of the same political stripes and care about an issue. Yeah, and and, and that's what I sort of enjoy in that sort of crazy hour that we spend together. Uh, I I learned so many things about um, people who um. I might have assumptions about if I okay. just if I, if I just met them or like I, my
0: bad stereotypes at the beginning of this. No, yeah. like my <laughs> bad stereotypes,
1: and, <laughs> yeah. and, and and honestly, those people because of my rotary friendships, I put all those sort of that the politics aside, and mm. we've gotten to know each other very well. And I've known people who, like I say, I honestly who I have t- talked to because I've run in p- places where they live, so I okay. know I've gone and asked them. Outside of Rotary, would they support me? And they say no. And they're able to just be able to have a difference on our politics, but be like, I really like you and your husband in, in Rotary. I mean, I had right. nothing like it would like I had well, nothing yeah. to do. And it's like that we can have a Rotary friendship. They can choose not to vote for me. It's a America is a free world. I mean, and, yeah. and, and and that's pretty awesome that we can do that. And I really appreciate that Rotary is one of those brave spaces mm-hmm. um that we can put that aside. I actually, I mean, some of those things like we're international service and stuff like right. that. In a weird political world right now, I can't imagine something that's more important than some of our international work so that we are breaking those stereotypes of being in Montana. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome. We do some Guatemala water projects. Mm-hmm. So we have rotary, um, rotary members who are going abroad and working on that. And I help, I think it gives us a lot of different perspectives
0: right
1: um, and and like I say so 70 some people in a predominantly um I mean all those stereotypes Montana we're right. a more conservative Community um I see a breath of people coming in with different different um presentations or things that they want to share with the club um and some of those conversations are um on taboo subjects or mm-hmm. on things which are are pushing an edge um but they they really feel that the their fellow club members. Um, it's something really important to learn.
0: Well, you know, and I've always found it really, I've always found it fascinating that both Hillary Clinton and Lindsey Graham are both Rotarians. And, and it's like, damn, if the two of them could just like maybe talk, you never know. So you, you did, you did dabble in a good tease there that you have some, um, uh, people that are coming in with quote-unquote taboo subjects and they're willing to talk and that that Rotary is a safe place. When I was at convention in Houston, I was taking care of um, the internet questions. And I did have somebody say, Rotary is becoming too woke Hmm. and it's really bothering me. And we're putting our woke, quote, woke politics into Rotary. I didn't know quite what to say. I mean, I I was there to hand the question on the facilitators. But what do you say to somebody like that? I mean, as a politician forward slash Rotarian or maybe reverse that Rotarian forward slash politician, is Rotary getting too woke because we're doing all this DEI and this diversity and this helping internationally?
1: Um. I don't think it is. I think that that actually is a really good question, and I have witnessed that even be a question on my Rotary Club locally we've talked about. Um, and being able to understand from different perspectives, from different professions, um, why it is important to understand about diversity or be able to understand who other people are. Um, it, is, it's really, it was really powerful witness what I saw between two of my Rotary friends actually having that sort of exact conversation. and and one of them who was was an army general which is able to share how he really appreciated um some of that training and being able to understand where his troops were coming from and just sort of the sense that um i don't know it's all about how we look at history but i i look at it as like looking at a home inspection it's good to know if you have a problem in your foundation of of your home it's good to know if um something's is breaking, but it's also really important to make sure that um your home inspection isn't so dire or negative right. that it makes you not want to buy the house so <laughs> it's like I mean it's like I mean so I, I, so I think that that's just a I mean and as we are learning and learning more and this is about the internet this is I don't think wokeness is really about um a movement necessarily, but it is about the age that we live in. Mm-hmm. Where, um, and we are in a mobile world, but we are right now watching some things on TV, but living in a community that's more isolated, even like Montana. Um, and it's all happening at the same time. It does feel um, like a lot of change, but it's also um, a great opportunity for us to get to know each other better. Um, so mm. I don't think, but I think fundamentally in the foundations of Rotary, um, it is one of those brave spaces. Um, my Rotary Club, um, and there's just stories in my Rotary Club when it first started, and that was over 20 years ago, how brave they were just to make sure that they included um, having women being part of, uh, they wanted, right. you know, a really good representation when they started the club. Um, and that was just been very purposeful. And even though we have some of those conversations about when we rotate presidencies, making sure that we're seeing gender equity. Um, and that just um, and that was something that which we've been working on for years in Rotary in general. And we just got to that spot of having our um, a Rotary president who's female. And that's really awesome that we are um, in these brave new spaces, mm-hmm. especially when you consider um, internationally. Right. Uh, but I also um, I think some of those, like I say, I think it's better to have those conversations. Rotary is a really good space to have that conversation in. Um, right. But if you also want to be able to bring in some younger people, um, being able to talk about gender equity, but also being able to talk about how to include families and young professionals in, into um, into Rotary, you have to be able to um, speak their language. Yeah, so it is important to, to me. It's a it's a language issue. And I understand why. Because
0: um, I don't think it's a support issue. I, I mean, because think- I do. Yeah. Because I have, I have some, you know, some dear friends that you know as well a gentleman named Ed Halloran and Bill Leeds. And, and they used to work with the high schoolers. Now I do. I run our, our local interact. And I have those two men are so supportive of anybody's religion or way of life or who they love. But I've never seen two men look at me and just go, I don't understand the pronoun thing. I don't. I, I, I don't and I and I want to support them, but then I'll make a mistake. And that embarrasses me when I make a mistake. And I love that Rotary is a safe place for them to say that part of it.
1: No, I think it's really important to be able to have those conversations. I find I, I know people who stumble over this. I also think that it's important for um, young people who are using their pronouns to give some grace, importantly, to some people to stumble Forward with that or Absolutely. be able those conversations. I'm
0: one of them. that's <laughs> it's like
1: I'm trying to do this, but and I, I've watched um friends, rotary friends sort of stumble over that because they definitely run across it professionally. Um yeah. that the clients that they're working with are trying to think about that and they don't want to step into it. And um, but also again, it's it's a very big um generational issue, I think. Um yeah. I think of is being able to, and I always encourage everybody to think about it. Um As just being whether you're native to those conversations. It's the same thing with technology. Um, some of us who are older and it's new to use social medias and um, stuff like that. It, we're, we're immigrating into a a technology when you have some people, um, a younger generation that's used to talking about inclusion and used to talking about um, things like the pronouns, but also used to using their cell phone more um they're natives they're growing up in that in that world and we have to be able to talk about where we meet but again rotarac is a really good example of like if you want to engage with um 23rd year olds you better come prepared to use your pronouns
0: well and i have to yes i agree and i and i have to say that and it's also in kind of the way that you're doing it because we started this conversation with you saying oh we sing songs and we have breakfast and people are bopping babies on their knees. So there's got to be a way to do it. And I think, I think there there has to, yeah, there's there's got to be a way to do it. So let's say on the on November 8th, things go your way and you uh are off to the state capitol and working in the Senate, what part of Rotary are you gonna bring to the Senate? Hmm. Specifically, how would you how would, you know, if you if you need if you need a little more massaging of that question how would you bring the four-way test into the senate because i mean I, I know we had mentioned lindsey graham i know we had mentioned others that are rotarians you know even our our king charles the third is a proud rotarian how do you bring rotary into i the well,
1: i think that um how you bring it in, I mean, rot- 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 obviously not, you're tout- not touting rotary, but it is those lessons. I think the four-way test is a really good example. It's about how do you keep your word impeccable? Um, and I have found a lot of power in that, that sort of question of is it the truth mm. um, as a really good way to frame anything. I mean, honestly, it's been able to, as a politician, but as professionally, taught me to look deeper into issues. Um, and not to just jump onto everybody else's bandwagons to really reflect a little bit and be like, is that the truth? Is it well what about the people it? that
0: argue with you and say, but that's my truth? That's very um, catchy right now, is it? But that's my truth. But if- Which is
1: which is which is, I mean, I think it's part, I mean, one of the things that's hard about politics is that um it involves people. Um I mean, if it didn't involve people and if it didn't involve difference of opinions, we would call it logic, and it would be a lot easier. Um, but right. but because it is actually two – and I've lived in this world long enough to know that two people can have two different truths. And 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 that and that is possible to have, but I do think it's important to like have enter into that dialogue and be like, yeah, but are we looking at the full picture? I mean, I do think that it's with a lot of questions and that's um, how do you enter into that? It is also a way to call out um, whether or not you're having a founded conversation in the truth. Okay. Uh, and then I also think that there's a sort of a philosophy there um, of what we're looking at with the four-way test. And I do utilize that a lot.
0: Um, well, then, way. you know, it's got that whole uh, build goodwill and better friendship part of it, which is is I think that one's almost easy, you know, yeah. but the one that's always kind of interesting. And we talk about a lot on the show is it is it fair to all concern? Because I tell people all the time that means you may not get your way. That means it is fair to all concern. So that one to me as a politician, that one to me seems very intriguing. How could you, how can you be a politician and be fair to all concerned? Uh,
1: It's uh, that, that is, you're right. That was one of those challenging problems. I think that's also one of those issues that in democracy that we always have to struggle and figure out, is this working for everybody? Um, Definitely being on the health board, that was a huge challenge. Like, how do you find that balance between um, public health and public safety, but also talking literally, I mean, the reason covid it was so difficult and politics were so difficult is that uh, we were making decisions about health and the economy it i mean like it was right. we were making those decisions um i'm again fortunate that we live in montana where six feet is feels really close to a lot of people so <laughs> it's, it's easy to be more socially distanced and uh, i mean I used it when as a the joke, neighbor but,
0: is like you know but i mean the, away, but, right. but
1: in, in truth in the montana um we haven't had the population so there's a lot of things on the health board where i was always like you know is it the truth is it fair to all concerned keeping things more open here made a lot of sense because a lot of people live in a rural setting Mm -hmm. um and there was a lot of space to do that there's also just some ways that we were really able to we you know by 2020 by fall of 2020 our schools were back open um and and i knew that that was i felt that was fair um, for families and everything like that, I, there was protocols, and I thought oh, yeah. that, that was important to have. Um, but anyway, it's just sort of, we were in a different environment at that time. But I did find all that time to reflect. Um, I guess the other thing I take with Rotary is it is, is part of my um, networking of how I know people. I run across things in in political life, but also in my personal life, where I don't know the answer to something. And I love the fact that uh, in Rotary, I can go to my club runner and I'm like, if I don't know something, I can ask somebody. And Well, that's shocking as a
0: political person right there.
1: I I know, but I think it's important to um, to understand that and be able to know your limits and be able to use that. But I really appreciate that. Like I say that I've run across things as a politician or as a person who's involved in the community. And I can go to my Rotary club and, and ask people about that. Or I've run into individuals who are in constituents who had an issue. And, um, and if I can't, if I can't always solve that and, you know, I appreciate limited government, um, I can also help connect somebody to where I know will be the right place to go. And I have Rotary members who use me that way as well. Um, that they have a neighbor who's in need or something is happening who do they call they know I actually have a bigger rolodex and understand a lot of things in the community um so here's a really I mean just an example of that um so with that beer festival this um this last summer um because we're growing in Montana and because we're responsible about taking care of our waterways we um, we have been limited in how many um, porta potties we can en- empty in in Kalispell, or in the Flathead in general. So we had issues about our porta putties and there was a large argument. you like, realize you're
0: <laughs> opening up to a joke, like you I know. But, uh, but it like,
1: but it was one of those things, like where there's a lot of assumptions, like why isn't it? it's it's the city's problem, or and, and then right. and and nobody's planned for anything like that, and that was one of those where I just leaned into because it ended up being one of those email chains when you're ending up organizing an event, and some things were not the truth. And just speaking into that, and being able to say, "Hey, you guys, that's not really the truth. Like, that's not your and
0: be brave enough to say, yeah, hey, but guys, I mean, like, be it. like,
1: you're blaming the city for doing this, and we actually have some city staff members in our Rotary Club, where It's just like that's not fair. I mean, like, what you're saying, one is just not the truth of what the situation is. Mm-hmm. That that is not the city's fault, and but it's also being like but there really is actually a plan because there was other people were like, there's not a plan. There's not a
0: plan. Like, right.
1: I'm like, but there is. And I'm going to be at like... the 30,000
0: feet judgment. Yes. We've all
1: and, had that. Yes. And and it was, I mean, it, it has turned into like this really interesting dialogue, but then going back into, um, I mean, that was just a growing moment. That I've saw this summer of like sometimes um one assumption in an email chain ends up just, it's really easy. It's really easy sometimes to complain about things mm-hmm. and what I appreciated about rotary and in general, where that just sort of turned around where our car our club talked about well, is that the truth is this is this is this really the forum to do this is that fair to everybody concerned to be throwing these assumptions and we all grew from that but also we've learned a lot about um regional septage systems and emptying (laughs) the challenges of those um in a growing in a growing community and um and and that is real the blank is real um but like i do think that um It's been interesting to join into that where people do, they're like, oh, I didn't know you knew all about that. (laughs) (laughs) What's been
0: been the most surprising thing about running for office? Be it, I mean, like, what's been the most surprising thing? Because if you look at any of our media, right, left, local, international, running for any type of political office is get ready. Wear a cup, because here you go. Okay, I mean that—that's what it sounds like to me. I—I I say all the time that I would never run for any form of a political office whatsoever because I don't have the meanness that I see. I'm not—I don't think I'm mean enough. I, you know, so. But so, what's been the most surprising thing? Because that's what I think of when I think of running. What's been surprising?
1: Um. Uh, what's been surprising to me is um when you get take the chance and get to meet voters or learn about problems and different issues that they have sometimes you it's um, the what everybody's personal experience is. I mean that it's a huge growing opportunity as a politician to, to hear somebody's personal story but then realize where government really does impact individuals and why people get really heated and why they get really upset about things. I mean I think that that to me was um, an eye-opening and honestly COVID I learned a lot from that about rights and liberties and what we could do and mm-hmm. um and you know it does really how it did really impact individuals um livelihoods and lives. Um but also to me and I think one of the hardest things I learned is um when people um don't aren't communicated well with and being able to really understand some of that under- anger that was happening in 2020 because mm-hmm. some of that was that people were just like what's going on who's in charge and i mean it took a while to get into it being like oh we really aren't communicating this very well like this this is has been negatively impacting you because you didn't understand it and once you are able to break into some of those regular stories. I think the most surprising thing that I've learned is that most people um get along about a lot of issues. And 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 and, and in general, um if we can put some of politics aside. Like I say, there's some things that we just fundamentally don't we're agree going on to
0: Fundamentally disagree with right but, but, uh, as like, a woman a... I can think of one that's really big. Yeah here. no so there's a,
1: <laughs> there's, there's definitely there's, but like how many things we actually all do on a baseline sort of agree on. Sure. And more people are like could we all just calm down and solve the problem? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a general thing, which I've been sort of surprised. I do hear that when you get into people being, and, uh, it's, it's finding those mutual situations where you're able to be like, here's some common ground where we can build, um, a mm-hmm. relationship on. Um, and also just sort of, um, I don't know how to, how to. Build community. I think that that you're asking that one. What will I take from being a Rotarian into office if I get elected? Um, is that one, government doesn't solve all of, our, all of our problems. There's also community needs to do that. And if you want to have successful limited government, it's important to know that there's community and that as politicians, we can show how we can lead in that situation. Um, I'm always... Really um, pleasant. Presently surprised when um, I have somebody who isn't of my political stripes, and we have a common moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, uh, the Septage issue very specifically, like this week. So I am not on the health board right now, but I wanted to go f- learn a little bit more from my rotary club about what was happening. I went in, in, into, um, into the county offices. I met with somebody who I don't politically agree with. And we had a really good conversation about what was working with, um, regional septage and getting down into the brass tacks of how that all worked and what was actually happening and what is the plan, um, and how far it was. And we were sitting and laughing. And again, as mm-hmm. somebody who, um, from the outside, people would say, Oh, you, 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 you're not on the same party. You guys can't sit and do that. And to be right. able to be like, no, actually, uh, we can put enough of our politics aside to talk about why we want to keep the water clean and our river clean in the community.
0: I think, if we took, I think if you took a piece of paper and you put a line through it and it, you started writing down things that we all have in common, like, you know, everybody wants their kids to be healthy and happy and everybody wants three hots and a cot and everybody wants, you know, clean air and everybody wants to be able to get to work and everybody wants a, a road that doesn't have a pothole, that there's a lot over yeah. here compared to what's over here. It's just how we how we get there, which I find very interesting. It's all how we get there. And and
1: nobody wants an inefficient government. Nobody wants to see money wasted in bureaucracy. I mean, there's so many things that we actually do agree on. And it's it's also, um, that's, again, what I, my largest lesson I have and what gets me excited about going to Rotary every Thursday morning is um, just the diversity of people I'm going to see. The the whole bunch of people who I don't um, share a vocation with, who I don't... um, who I don't see on a regular daily basis and again from a different political spectrum from a different age perspectives um, and we too have you know pastors and, um, and doctors and all the different parts of us and we spend this morning together and we share um, why we uh, why we love our community. We sign up um, to go do trash pickup, or we volunteer for things, and um, we celebrate people's birthdays. And I uh, mean, it's so cool that like that's it's like this common space of like we all live in town and we're all Rotary family together, and yes. and and we all my Rotary club really do talk about Rotary family and our Rotary friendships. Yeah. Um, and I mean. And we're we're a funny little club, where we love we love um we love the staff at the clubhouse that we're we're with and stuff like that. We don't really want to grow outside of that, but we do love to see each other more often. So we have social clubs and social events during the week. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's just like I, and to me, it's that I think it's um, it is nice to actually not talk about politics and rhetoric. It's nice to have that sort of safe space, where it's just like, okay, today we're just going to come together for rotary um, for an hour this morning.
0: So you're not you're not insulted if you walked into, you know, after in January of next year, if you walked into your rotary club and somebody said, Senator, I got I got to ask you a question. I need you to do. You'd really be okay to say, hey, could you call my office tomorrow? (laughs) I mean, is that?
1: it happened. I mean, those things, those conversations happened on the side. But the number of times when a city council, when I was on city council, somebody in those after the bell rings might be able to, to pull me aside. OK, so know, maybe that's it. So technically, um, you're, in, that you're just the, back at the, the club. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Technically, you can um, squeeze it in after the bell kind of thing. Um, okay. uh,
1: to me, it's like I just uh, it's those lessons like it is not my job to be there to self-promote but sometimes um it's the same thing i might um you know if and i've been in this situation if you had a tooth break, <laughs> break and you need to go into your dentist and he's doing rotary memory you might just be like hey can hey you check me, out my- I agree. <laughs> can i come by this yeah. afternoon um and and uh, uh that's also what i love about living in montana which is a um Again, we still have a small, small state mentality Um, and I mean, many of us joke, I mean, there's certain roads here in town that um, when you drive past each other, you still always wave to each other. Like that's just that's just the road. When you drive that road, everybody's going to wave to each other. Um, And I I love living in a town and the community that's like that. That's where I think why Rotary thrives here, though I've seen rotaries in bigger cities. Um, you know, in Chicago, I had the chance to live in Chicago. That Rotary Club had 300 people I found out. Wow. Um, and I met somebody from that when um, I've done some of the international conferences. So it's neat to see from big to small how we work. Um, I'm just really proud to live in a Rotary town. Um, mm-hmm. And that a Rotary is, um, you know, known. And you can go and I can see it when I go into a park and I see a gazebo that has a Rotary emblem on it. Mm-hmm. Um we also have um, helped support fundraising for a rock climbing wall, uh, rock in one of our parks. So we're just really involved in that way and give back. And you see how those things in a small community wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Rotary Clubs. Um, and and I mean, I have one last plug of what politicians do. I mean, like our Rotary Club has really helped out to make sure that like we have Babe Ruth um, baseball fields here in the community and, and it was sort of our rotary club that they didn't do it all but it was the members but some of that was the politicians and community leaders who are in rotary who are like hey let's use these rotary clubs to do something really good for our community and take a lead of making sure that we have these baseball fields and that's i think I really appreciate that it's a civic space and a space that we all can join in together and work together.
0: The so one last question and I'll let you go back to work. Cause I hear, I hear you just have a few things you have to be up to, but you said today you're done after this, you're going to like, go take a little time off. That, but I have one, one more question. And that is, which do you think has, has impacted your life more politics or rotary? Cause you've got family that mm-hmm. has been, in, in politics as well, you got some some strong women that raised you in this world of politics, which has impacted your life more, Rotary or politics?
1: Um, you're right. A, that is a testing question. I was. Um, I right.
0: made you think, which is always you're, good for been, the asker. You made me
1: think. <laughs> um, I guess I mean, part of it is, I mean, you know, again, like in my 40s, um, I realize how important Rotary is going to become throughout the rest of my life and that ultimately rotary will be what i will give more service to than probably politics and i look forward to that um and to be able to pursue pursue what um rotary is going to be i actually you know as like i said somebody who's chronically volunteering um i want to give more and more through rotary i'm really honored to and it feels like big shoes um i have two big things that might come up in my next election. I might get elected to public office, but I know I'm going to be my Rotary Club's president. Yeah. And I know that that's a life-changing experience. I've had friends who have been Rotary president as well and say how great it is to grow. And I can see that for the, um, I don't know, for the rest of my life, Rotary is going to be really important of how I um, give back to my community. If I were to retire into another community to look Mm -hmm. at doing that, Um, I've actually, I mean, there's some things which I've thought about, you know, as I long terms, what I'd like to do is like look at peace fellowships Mm -hmm. and some of the work that um, Rotary does. And um, in that um, realm of, of what I would, I'll call community building and how Rotary might be my future of what I would like to do with that. Um, But that is also because I live in um, Montana and I live right next to Glacier National Park, Uh, which is a Rotary International, uh, which is a peace park. And Rotary actually brought the concept of peace parks. Um, And and here in Glacier Park, we have an international um, peace meeting or a summit space that Rotary helps sponsor. Rotary International helps sponsor. Um, So I sort of I that I I sort of see where they both would meld. Um, I think that um, if my mom had met Rotary, um, she probably would really be a Rotarian as well. Um, I'm honored that it came into my life when I did. And it is um, to me, it's been it is sort of a transcending issue and has taught me that there is things that are more important than politics.
0: There you go. Well, and there's no there's no like uh like limitation of how long you can be there. You can be a Rotarian forever. Well, yeah. the well, we have um, I don't
1: know, if we have the what our club is um the rule of 76. So when you right. um so um and we do have members who are um uh, have taken that um taken there that you long. go um, See,
0: and, and you don't and have to you don't have to like every two to four years ask to be a Rotarian again either. I mean it yeah. in the end it's it's pretty easy.
1: <laughs> no and, and, and anyway i think rotary is it, it's hard i mean i think that one i am somebody who just loves to give back to my community and i will keep finding new ways to do that um politics was just something that happened to me like you said like i said at the beginning somebody invited me into doing that would i run for this office um, and that was an important and powerful, um, position when somebody saw me as that. It's the same thing as, um, when I was asked if I would be considered to be president of a rotary club. Feel, felt like an honor where I was like, who, me? I, I didn't know that that's, but I've learned why people see that leadership ability in, in what I can do. Um, that I am somebody who this is the right time for me to also step into doing that. Um, I'm honored that, you know, to be in the lineup of where I am in my Rotary Club and how to give back to the club, but also to inspire the next people and even start to talk about who's going to be president after me and who's going to be. What's our future of how we keep this um, Rotary gear moving mm-hmm. and have it moving forward and how we can um, we all help together to do that. And it's so much more than yourself that makes um, Rotary special.
0: Yeah. Well, Kyle, I have to say, if all politicians forward slash Rotarians were like you, I thought one, we wouldn't have nearly the headlines, but that's okay; I could live with that. I could sleep at night. Kyle, what a joy. It's so nice to have you, even though we're friends, but talking on this, I don't think we've never really talked politics and rotary so thank you so much for joining me on the show today i really no, thank you for it. making
1: the invitation to make you thank you for taking the time to do this i mean it's, it's such a gift of what you're doing here just to be able to share different rotary stories um because i think that that is part of the reason we do share a little bit about our vocations and why in that rotary we look at trying to see who can we have at uh, be part of our clubs
0: yeah, well, I will say so. So Kyle's not allowed to talk politics, even though we've talked politics. Kind of, we've danced beautifully around politics. But if you are interested in checking out what Kyle uh, believes in, what he's running on, what his platform is, check him out. It is Kyle Waterman dot What's what's your what so, is your, uh, what is my, your
1: my 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 my, uh, my political website is Kyle for dot com. Okay. Kyle so for Calis. Kyle, the number four, calisville.com. Thank you for... Uh, yeah, so... It, but also, um, thank you for the invite to share a little bit about my Rotary Club, because Daybreak Rotary in Calisville is the best place to be. And if anybody's ever here at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday, um definitely come by. We always love having visitors. Um And... Bring your flag and we'll bring we'll give you a flag to give back to your club uh, because I think that that's my other favorite tradition to do is um, and I've learned to do that when I've come back to your club and stuff like yep. that brought a um, brought a flag and we are proud.
0: Yeah. Club. Your hubby has invited me. That's seven a.m. I, but I'll try it for you two. I'll do it if I'm okay. there. I will do it seven a.m. just so we can do karaoke. Thank you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we, come, come,
1: we give you a cup of coffee so you get wake, woken up by the time get we that get
0: that throat did, going. There you the go,
1: singing and dancing and the ups and the downs. So, I love uh, it. Uh, thank you, Glenn.
0: Thank you, Kyle, and thank you for running for office. I mean, come on, you guys. We've had lots of politicians in Rotary. Some that have even made it up to the presidency. Some that have been monarchs. By the way, Charles III, you know, the new king of England. He's a Rotarian. So politics and Rotary have always been intermingled. But should God, should politics end up at the club? Hmm interesting question. And hey, what about Kyle and his old school club ways? I didn't know there was so many songs. Well, I knew there was karaoke and I'm up for it. 7 a.m. I can do it. I'm off, Kyle. I'm off to join you. I promise. But don't put the date on the calendar quite yet. Well, I hope you put a date on the calendar to join me next week for to meet another amazing Rotarian. If you know a Rotarian that I should know about, you know the drill. RotarianPod at gmail.com. And hey, tell people about the podcast. This labor of love needs to get out to those 1.4 million Rotarians who want to know that there's other amazing Rotarians out there as cool as they are. All right, then until next week, take care of yourself and the world around you. And we'll hear you next time on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Have a wonderful week, everybody.